Welcome back to the Gravity's Not Real podcast. I am your host, Kellen Harrison, and today we have the fantastic Chris Hillhouse as our guest. He's a sophomore at MSU. He's a theater major. He's involved in the Lab Rats Improv group, uh, and he's a SoundCloud rapper. You can follow him um, at Chillhouse, and the other little, he has another account. It's like a dual personality account. It's Lil Spirit and No Limit, and Limit is spelled with an E, so it's L-E-M-I-T. So we're introducing a new section to the Gravity's Not Real podcast. We have the intro like we normally do, but now we're going to have pay the bills because, you know, it's time to pay the bills. So this podcast is still completely free, and we don't have any advertisements at, at the moment, but you can contact me if you want to be one of those. But we are going to release a Patreon in the next week, and you can follow that. It's just going to be $1 a month that's going to get you involved into the Discord chat for all the Gravity Not Real supporters, and I'll be in it myself. And like I said, it's just a dollar a month, and it keeps the podcast going strong. So uh, Chris, yeah. this is our guest here. Do you have right. any bills you need to pay? Uh, any, any announcements? Man, events any announcements you're doing? Say? Yeah, well, the next thing coming up is uh, Lab Rats Comedy is a show February 22nd in Mosley, 4th Floor at uh, 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock. Yeah. So if y'all are interested in that, you can go see. What's the show about, Chris? Man, it's an improv comedy show, so I don't really know yet. We're going to be playing some games, coming up with things on the spot. Man, I can tell you right now, Chris is one of the funniest people I've ever met. Man. So if his group can keep up with him, then it's definitely going to be a wonderful show, and I highly recommend you go to that. So, like you said, February the 22nd. Yep. So, be there. It'll be a good time. So, now that we've paid the bills, it's time to dive right into the podcast. And Chris is something really interesting he wants to talk about. Uh, he says it's a large wormhole, but we're going to dive into it. He thinks about people living on Mars. So, so what exactly, what's the timeline for this? Okay, what man. What do you think we'll live on Mars? Well... When I think we'll live on Mars, you know, I don't know. I don't know how far that development has gotten. I know Elon Musk supposedly is working on that. But someday in the future we're getting there. Well, that's what I'm skeptical about. Because I think at this point we know that people can get to Mars. And I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, the first trip to Mars is going to be a one-way mission. Meaning they're going to get up there and not be able to get There's back. There's no way back. Yeah, that's that's kind of what some people have said. But, I mean, like, who's going to go up there? Like, who's going to be the brave volunteers yeah. that's the first men and women on Mars? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it would be kind of like the pilgrims back in the you know, 1400s, where it's just like, hey, I'm not happy with my life here. Yeah. I'd as well go to Mars. So, I mean, if people are really going to live on Mars, they've got to start from scratch. Like, Mars is a rock. Well, it's, it's not just from scratch. First of all, you have to figure out, like, it's like when you say scratch, it's not like, you know, you just downloaded a Minecraft realm. Like, you have to start with no materials. Like, there's right. literally nothing there. No, it like, is. Like, right. There's not even, like, a lake of water. You're right. going to have to go with a bunch of materials and stuff to not only build a place to live. Well, you're going to have to build a place to grow food place to get water and renew that water that start, a, start a water cycle on Mars have you heard of the recent discovery about the frozen ice pit that's on Mars no I'm not telling you about that dude it's just like probably like multiple acres of a pit on Mars that's a frozen lake and it's something to do with 
like just the weather climate, and it's always frozen, and it's always going to be frozen. So, do you think the people that moved to Mars could use this? I mean, if they unfroze, maybe melt it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, if they melt it, they, they can water. drink it for I sure. Mean, they can cut it up and put it in their drinks. But also, dude, if we went to Mars, let's say they just brought Mars locks back. Like, what's that going to do? You know, like, I mean, there's no telling what's on Mars. Like, the type, do you think there's diseases that somebody could, like, just be exposed to on Mars? Well, for there to be diseases, there'd have to be life. And right now, we have no signs of life. Yo, there's bacteria on Mars, right? No, I don't know if there is or not. Yo, there's like, there's like little atoms on Mars or something. I mean, I'm sure there's little atoms because something has to make oh, them. Right, something. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But I don't know if there's any living bacteria there. So I, I don't know if it'd be a bad thing or not, but I don't know. We might we might stumble on some ancient civilization from aliens. Be pretty chill. Oh man, if they went up to Mars and like they found out that they were just intruding some people's like already established town, uh, I don't know, man. I'd back off. Well, here's the thing. Um, you know, with everything that's going on in the world today, you know, we're running out of space. We have seven billion people. True. Um. It's tough enough, like, we have people starving even though we have the resources to feed everybody because it's just tough to distribute it. Yeah. And, you know, people are concerned about global warming and a number of other factors saying, like, Florida's going to be underwater in however many years. So, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea to be looking at other planets. I don't know if Mars is it. We might need to find a way to leave the Milky Way. But Whoa. I, I don't think we have the technology for that, but, I mean, you'd have to travel at light speed and find a way to put people in hibernation. But that might be the only way, you know, if, as the earth fills up and as it's old and we, you know, kind of yeah. destroy it through our, you know, selfish tendencies, that might be the only way that we can keep another planet. Uh, if people are entertaining the idea of people living on Mars, then that means that they're confident in people's ability to walk on Mars without a spacesuit. I'm sure there'd have to be some kind of containment suit. Unless you built, like, some kind of force field that, like, enacted gravity. It'd almost have to be, like, a massive level shield. Like, you know, in games, you see stuff that, like, covers entire towns. Right. Like, have you watched Star Wars? Yeah. You remember in The Phantom Menace where, like, um, the Gungans, like, drop those, like, massive shields and, like, um... I haven't seen Phantom Menace. Of course. But, but anyway, they have, like, these giant force fields or whatever. It's, like, covering the army. And so they can't, like, get in. So it has to be something on like that scale that could cover a larger area, mm-hmm. provide oxygen and gravity if people are going to be walking around without spacesuits. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. It's a nice concept, people moving to a different planet. I think we're many years away from it. But a transition that happens in real life and that you've actually gone through is going from high school to college. Yeah. And you know, I'm a senior myself. A lot of my listeners are high school people. So, you know, tough. shout out to Daniel. Um, he's in this room right now and he's been making weird gestures the whole time he's a cool dude but just ignore him but what's anyway, happening we're gonna edit that out but anyway um, so Chris here he made the transition to college you know in the last couple of years so you know, tell my listeners what's that all about what's it like going from high school to college oh man high school to college it's weird being in college you kind of forget about high school you know just because uh, your classes are so spread out and, like, your day just gets, like, filled with, like, you know, stuff that's, like, not just only school. Like, if you get a job or, like, outside activities and, like, clubs and stuff, you start to meet people. And so, I don't know, you really just, like, you just start living your life kind of. So you just kind of forget about what it was like to be in high school? 
Yeah, I did. I did. I remember, like, when I first moved into the dorm, like, I'm a sophomore now, but uh, in my freshman year, like, first moving in, I kind of remember sitting, like, on the top bunk of my dorm, laying down, just looking around and thinking, like, hmm, like, this is just it now. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah, and I had gone to, like, camps and stuff, so I was kind of used to, like, going and staying in, like, a college dorm for a weekend, or, like, you know, we did summer scholars yeah. together where we were away in a dorm for, like, three weeks, so... The idea of being away from home in a dorm wasn't new. But so, the permanency of it, like, you know, the fact that you're going to be there the whole year, was that different? Uh, it was, it just kind of felt like, I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. It was out of my control. And it was like, okay, okay, I can do this. I feel what you're saying a lot because in the past, like, well, around the same time you'd have been moving to college last year as a freshman, I made a um, change to go to TCPS. I was in yeah. a new school. I used to live in Ripley. And, you know, I, I thought it'd be really weird, you know, leaving Ripley, the place that I'd always been. But really, it's kind of like you said, it just felt like, this is just kind of how it is now. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'll miss some people or I'll miss some stuff about it, but I'm like, it just feels like an entirely different lifetime because you made that major change. Mm-hmm. But man, I will tell you, the people I've met in college have just, like, changed my life. Like, I don't know, th- these are people that I've known, like, you know, for a little over a year by now, and I mean, I don't know, it just feels like I've known them my whole life. It's just like they've made such a bigger impact than even people you knew in high school. Yeah, man, because in high school, I went to a small high school, so I never really, I knew everyone and everyone knew me, you know, because it was that small, but it was so many people from so many different places, all in kind of this melting pot mm-hmm. of a school that it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no one necessarily hung out outside of the school together. So I did theater. I was in community theater, and I still, you know, have those friends that I talk to today. And you know, I still love them. They're lifelong. But uh, now in college, kind of getting into my major theater and my theater classes, doing lab rat stuff. That's always interests me, and meeting people from different places at state that are doing the same things, you know, it's so cool just having those people around to hit up, to call when you're bored, to go eat with, to just hit up and go to Walmart. One of my major things, um, I I believe you can't grow unless you do new stuff or meet new people. Mm -hmm. And so, like, even if it's just a little thing, I'll change a part of my routine. Like, one night, like, I'll sleep sleep on the couch instead of the bed, or, like, I'll get up at a different time just to, like, kind of mix it up and try new things. And I think that's one of the like reasons that college is a time where people grow so much. Yeah. It's like it's an entirely new environment. You're living in a new town, in a new place most of the time unless you know you grew up in a college town and you went there. Mm-hmm. And you're meeting all these people from all these different backgrounds with all these different majors, with all these different interests. And, I mean, it's just a whole bunch of new. And all you can do in the face of that is like you can either learn from it or you can run from it. And I think most people just choose to learn from it and grow as a person as they get into college. Yeah, man, you know, college can, like, make or break. You, you can either get in and use it to the best of your ability, or you can go in and you can uh, use it. You can waste four years, and yeah, you can waste a bunch of money. Years. But, you know, it, like you were saying, it is a time to uh, explore things. I know, like, my hair is bleached right now, and uh, before this, I buzzed it. We, one of my buddies and I buzzed it before classes started last semester, and then we were hanging out, and I decided to bleach it. And when I buzzed it, everyone was like, yeah, like, Watch y'all bunch y'all's hair. Like, why'd y'all do that? And I remember like, that Instagram post. Yeah, man. I commented, like, I bet this was a frat challenge. Yeah, no. And it was, look, like, I've always wanted to buzz my hair. And, like, I don't know. People just didn't 
get that. Well, I think it's just like most people, like, they're petrified of how they'd look with buzzed hair. So they, they, they just associate, like, no one would want that. Like, for example, um, when I was in, I believe it was the ninth grade, um, I went to get a haircut. And, you know, it was, it was completely normal. My dad took me, dropped me off, and he was like, you know, it was a different place than normal. He'd always told the place that normal was a barbershop normally. And they said, hey, just give him a high and tight. And, like, that just meant, you know. Right above his ears, yeah, get it looking, you know, four, nice five, and normal. Three, two, yeah. And then he said that to, like, a salon where I went in. Like, my mom had got her hair done there a couple times. And they, like, got a razor out. And before I knew it was happening, they'd already, like, cut off a significant portion of my hair. And I was, like, a scared little ninth girl. I was just like, it's like the Pikachu meme where, like, he has, like, a surprise yeah. face. Like, what is this? Like, no. And so when I was done, I was just, like, staring in the mirror. And I, like, handed her the money. and like, walked out. I was, like, petrified. It was, like, a buzz cut. If you guys follow my Instagram, you can scroll down and find it. Because I like, posted a picture of me at basketball. I was like, ball is live, hashtag fresh cut. I was like, I have to own it. Like, yeah. I can't just. So most people are like, man, I'd look bad with shaved head. So yeah, I was traumatized from that. I was scared to get a haircut. Yeah, and the, man, when I bleach my hair, one thing that's crazy is people walk up to you every single day and go, hey, Chris, oh, you bleached your hair. <laughs> And it's like, you know, they don't know. This is the first time they've seen me. But, but it's, it's like, like the 800th time I've uh, heard the comments. So many times. And it's always like, why'd you do that? And it's like, yo, I've really always wanted to do this. And it's like... It's like a lifelong <clears throat> dream of mine. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like, like people are like, what do you want to do when you grow up? It's like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. It's like, I want to bleach my hair. Bleach my hair. It's like, I respect it. That's the, the two things I've always wanted to do. Bleach my hair and buzz it. And I've done both of those things in the past, like, six months. Now, t- college is a crazy time. You yeah. get a lot in. Yeah. I mean, you can develop some new interests. Speaking no, of I that. I mean, that, that doesn't sound like much. That's just, like, changes to hair. I, I don't know. But, like, still has some big, like, it's an aesthetic change. Like, yeah. people look at pictures of you, like, from all the way back, and you can see, like, oh, you know, the brown, like, yeah. kind of long, wavy-ish hair. Mm-hmm. And then now mm-hmm. it looks like, oh, it's short and bright yellow. It's yeah. like, it's just kind of jarring to see somebody you've always seen in that light in a completely different way. Yeah, man. Last uh, year, we were doing a play, Crime to the Heart. I played Barnett Lloyd, a lawyer in his 20s who was like in love with a girl who shot her husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had, the show takes place in the 70s in Hazelhurst. So I grew out my hair real long, they flat ironed it, and I didn't shave for like two months. And then I had these big mutton chops and a mustache. <laughs> And I, you know, I had to rock it for like about a week, just around campus and stuff. That's, that's dedication to a role. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you don't really have a choice, but yeah, it's, you got to dedicate. Now, I respect that. It's a grind. You got yeah, to it is the grind. So, you know, you're involved in um, theater, obviously, at um, MSU. And particularly the group you mentioned earlier was Lab Rats, the improv comedy. Yeah, Lab Rats comedy. Yeah. So what has that been like? Like, what's your involvement? How often do you do stuff? What do you do? Oh, man. So, Lab Rats Comedy, uh, well, you know, it started off my first semester, like, first or second week. It, like, it was inaugural? Like, you are like, part of the founding members? Or? No, like, no I, was, I thought you were saying it was it, you. So, it actually started with a group called Iron Man, okay. which turned into Running With Scissors, which eventually turned into Lab Rats, which is named by, uh, by the classroom under the McComas stage. Uh, called yeah. the lab, which is where they used to have shows. Yeah, so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so my first semester, like the second week or so, we had auditions. Lab Rats was kind of one of the deciding factors of me coming to state. So we had auditions, and you know, I met 
a lot of cool people just at auditions. And I was like, man, like, that was awesome. Like, I'm ready to go with the real thing. Yeah, like, auditions felt like they went well. And uh, I did a really funny scene with the word pumpernickel about, like, a cabbage, like, competition at a community center. And, like, someone snuck in a wedge of lettuce. And so I think that was, like, you know, that was, like, ooh, like, okay, we got this. And then, like, I woke up the next morning and someone had texted me, like, hey, dude, congrats on getting in. And I checked the email and, like, like most of the p- cool people that I met at auditions had gotten in. It was me and four others. And we got right. in. And, uh, you know, it started off, you get, like, uh, the person who was director of Lab Rats at the time becomes, like, your new hat teacher. New hat's what you call when you get in. All right. And so we had practices on Thursdays at 9. And then Lab Rats, as a troop, has practices on Monday. So there's an additional practice for the new head. Yeah, because we got to learn. Because we don't perform our first semester. Yeah, it's just learning. Yeah, Is there a lot of hazing that goes with that? No. No, it's, no not, hazing. it's not like the frats. They're nice people. Anytime, if we ever got hazed, it was because we wanted to get hazed. <laughs> like, like you know, we deserved it. No, no, we just wanted to. I mean, <laughs> it's like, please, like, haze me. I man, need it. look, when we all got in Lab Rats... It felt, like, so tight. We were just trying to be, like, the biggest and the baddest, like, <laughs> new people in. Because, like... Flexing your comedy. Yeah. Ability. We just wanted to, like... I don't know. We came in loud. And, like, we were just like, what's up, guys? Like, but, no, I, mean, I love that. That sounds like a really cool thing. Yeah. Glad that you got involved with that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So... You talked about, like, that was one of the reasons that you decided to come to stage. Yeah, it was Lab Rats comedy. Yeah, so, was, so what was it like deciding to go to college? We talked about the transition. Right. But, like, the actual decision itself, like, the different schools you're looking at, like, the, the programs you looked at, mm-hmm. what was the most important factors to you? Man, okay, so, look, like, I've always known I wanted to be an actor and, like, do comedy and stuff. Uh, and so... When I was little and I was younger, I would always look off. I looked towards, like, New York immediately. I was always like, man, like, and if I could just, like, get out of Mississippi and drop out of high school and, like, go start my craft, like, then I would go and, like, make it, you know? Like, that was just... That was the path. Yeah, I just had, like, a little ambitious mind. And so I got older, 11th and 12th grade, and I really had to go, okay, where am I going to go to college? And I did. I looked at places that were in New York and, like, Ohio State. And, you know, the more I started thinking about it, I was like, yeah, like, I can go to these places. Like, I am, like, like if I want to go and I want to apply, like, and I get in, like, I will be able to go to these colleges. I knew that. But I started thinking about just what I wanted to do in college and where I wanted to go in my whole life. And when I really thought about it I thought about being that far away at that stage and I really kind of figured hey maybe I do want to go to state Mississippi State and just kind of do theater there and you know I'm not doing this to try to stay in Mississippi or stay home but I just want to you needed you needed like a safety thing like you where you were close enough to home but you still had time to go out on your own and go a little bit before you went out out yeah I, I want to do this I'm going to do this forever as long as I can. So I want to really just learn as much as I can before I just stepped out there, you know? No, I feel that. I mean, there's always times where you have to, you, know, you want to learn as much as you can before you take that leap of faith and you yeah. move like 
thousands of miles away where you have no family, you have no connections or whatever, and you just try and make it there. Yeah, man, and I got to tell you, it's been one of the best decisions. Like when I first started the state, you know, I got cast in the show. And once I got cast in the show, we had a work call where we all went and we uh, worked on the set. And after that work set, the head of the shop called me and was like, hey, Chris, like you want a job mm-hmm. like building the sets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now I got a job building the sets, so I get to do that. So it's even more of what you, not only do you get to act and be involved in the improv comedy, yeah. you actually have a job where you're getting paid to right. you know, do even more I'm theater. working in the theater, I'm building the sets, I'm hanging lights, I'm looking at gels. Ooh, that's a, that's a grind, man. I yeah, it. it's a lot of fun, you know, and those are opportunities that I feel like I might not have had in a world that would have been a bigger lake. You know, like like, it, like yeah. you know, you're a bigger fish in a smaller pond rather than going off to be a, a small fish in a giant pond. I wouldn't say I'm a big fish in well, a small pond, but, but like, I would say the small pond that Mississippi State, Mississippi State Theater Department, I wouldn't say is a small pond, but, but it's more of a close knit environment every, than yeah, somewhere far off. Everyone is so friendly and so sweet that as soon as you get in, everyone's willing to make you a part of it mm-hmm. and just make some good theater, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I like that a lot. So, you know, we've talked about one of your interests that you've um, really pursued in college is, you know, theater and all the different involvements you found there. But another thing I want to talk about, you know, like we mentioned earlier, this man is a fire SoundCloud rapper. Right. So he, he's kind of picked up a lot of rap in college. So let's kind of talk about what your rap career is doing. Okay. Man, look, rap music got me young. I was in like fifth and sixth grade when I started listening to rap music. What, what was that album? You know, every, everybody has like that artist yes. or that album. That like when they listen to it, it's like, man, I yes. really like this kind of music. Well, the first rap song I ever heard was When I'm Gone by Eminem. Ooh. And I remember like going to school the next day and telling my friends about the song. And then I didn't listen to rap for a while after that. But I had a friend, Jamie, who got... Eminem Curtain Call, his greatest hits album, and then yeah. T.I. No Mercy. And I loved T.I. No Mercy so much that that was the first rap album I ever bought. And then after that, I got Eminem's Curtain Call. You gotta go there. So, yeah. what was the song where you're like, what was the first song you like memorized and you were like, Mockingbird, oh, Eminem. Oh. I remember, there's a video on YouTube, and I was so happy because it had the. Verses are so long and they're so fast. Yes. This music video was a lyric video, but the whole verse was on the page. Oh, like, so are you talking about the comment section? No, it was just no. on the screen. So instead oh, so of like one line changing and it was too late, mm-hmm. I could sit there and like look at it and it and just the read the thing. whole thing without it changing. So Ooh. that was a good one, man. I remember like there was one particular time I was sitting in my dad's house on the couch. And my sister asked me, she was like, do you really want to be a rapper? And I was just like, kind of. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but and I never really thought about like it being real. But I feel like now I've just made some rap songs. It's like I could definitely keep making rap songs, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, you kind of talk about like all you've done in college and what you're doing now. So what does the future kind of look like for Chris? I mean, you're talking about, hey, I, I like making this rap music. I'm really enjoying this acting. So, I mean, I know you're just a sophomore. You've got a few years left to yeah. learn and grow and figure some stuff out. But what, what's kind of your plan for post-college where you're just like, 
you got to move somewhere big and try and you know, get your yeah. stuff on Apple Music and be performing at like sellout comedy crowds or what is it? Yeah, man. Well, uh, you know, my first plan for after college is, of course, I want to get on like a live stage. I want to like get with those, a real audience. Yeah, I want to do those auditions because like that's you know I got a theater degree, so I'm gonna get out there and if I could get a setup as in like an equity actor where maybe I have some shows lined up for the next two years or something. If I could get in that sort of scenario, that would be awesome. Where, you know, I could go and do a show for six weeks, and then after I go and do this show for a month, and then like that. So you have some work kind of lined up. Yeah, there's that possibility if I go that route. There's also, you know, I could just go off and try to become a writer or like a stand-up comedian and just kind of like start my own thing that now, way. When you say writer, are you talking about like script writer or joke writer or what kind of thing? Man, I think in when I said it just then I meant like kind of joke writer, skit yeah. writer, but I think it would be super cool to be any type of writer. Like even ghost writer. Uh, like for Drake? Like Nicholas Cage. For I think I That's could be, Daniel again, he won't be quiet. I think I could be a really good ghost writer for Con. And I, I don't say that because I'm a Kanye fan. I say that because I don't know. I, I've sit, I've sat with his music for so long. You just I, you feel it. I know what he wants to say. You know, I mean, a lot of the times, what he wants to say is like, "Man, that's my bipolar." I know his flows. I know what he can do. I, I love his stuff. I'm telling you, one of my favorite albums of all time, and like, it didn't get the love or support that it deserved. But yay! Oh yay! Yeah, uh, I mean, like... I thought you were going to say Jesus. Jesus was good, too. Yeah, but dude, Ye is fantastic. I, I listened to Ye on repeat for, like, a solid month. Bro. And, like, and I saw something on Instagram. It broke my heart. It's like, Ye is, like, Kanye's, like, last album. First album of his last, like, six or seven that hasn't gone platinum yet. I'm like, what? Oh, no, it's platinum. It, it's gone platinum. Oh, thank God. Because yeah. that broke my heart when I saw that. I was like, this isn't right. It's platinum. It needs to be, it needs to be like triple platinum. It was it was so good. Uh, it, it is good, man. And you know, I mean, did you know that album has a three one three format? You talking about like three songs and another one? And, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that that some of the songs kind of went together. Yeah, man. So, you ever going to release an album with kind of like? Have you thought about like releasing an album with a kind of format or whatever? Yeah, for sure. Like storytelling within the album. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't, as of right now, I don't have any plans of, like, my Jesus album, but... (laughs) Jesus too, Chris. I've been working on the mixtape for a while. I mean, you're going to have that whole logic problem, where it's like, do you prefer um, mixtape logic? Do you prefer album logic? I mean, there's, I don't know, I don't know. When it comes to my music, I don't know what I would say is the difference between like an album and a mixtape. I get it. I get what Chance the Rapper means. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Well, I know you're a pretty big Chance the Rapper fan. Yeah. Like, I've seen you wearing the three hat. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, I, I love how you're repping that. You got but, to. So, when it comes to your raps, though, have you done anything in a studio or is it all just made on your phone? Or? Dude, I make it on my laptop with my Beats headphone microphone. Nice. Yeah. And if you go to my SoundCloud, the only thing on my SoundCloud right now is a musical that I have. It's a musical. I took a class last semester called Theater for Young Audiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, our final project 
involved a project. This is what it was: a project that involved theater for young audiences. Hmm. So I wrote a musical for theater for young audiences. So what was that like? What was the name of it? Street Smarts. <laughs> so wait for you. Like when you say young audience, like are we talking little kids? Or are we talking like high schoolers? I, I, I might show this to a, to a second grader. And it's called Street Smarts? Street Smarts. Yeah. What, what is Street Smarts about? Because it sounds like this would not be appropriate for a second grader. Okay, so Ted is about to start his second day of second grade. And okay. he He's is, not street smart yet, is he? Well, he comes down to school and he's super pumped for school because he is going to go walk by himself. And his parents are immediately like, no, Ted, what are you talking about, bro? You're in second You're, crazy. You're not ready for that. And he's like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. And so they go to school. Then the dad tells his work friend, Terry, about how his, like, his son's like crazy and he's like oh man that's weird that your son like walks to, like wants to watch school I got a new Range Rover uh, and my kids walk to school so Ted goes to school or Ted's at school and Carrie Ted's dad's friends kids who walk to school are like oh hey Ted I walk to school I'm cool yeah and he's like I walk to school too and they're like bro no you didn't you're little and he's like I did and they're like, okay, well then walk back with us. Ooh. And he's like, okay. So he walks back with them and it's going all right. But once they get out into the open, it comes to a point where, you know, Terry's kids have got to leave Ted because their house is in a different place. place. Yeah, you got it. So he's all alone now. Ted doesn't know where to go. And then Terry pulls up. Please, hold on, please tell me that this is a musical, right? So please yeah. tell me that he's like he has some like really sad song right now where he's left. It's called Ted's All Alone. <laughs> That's the name of the song. Oh, y'all gotta go listen. I'm gonna go listen to this when we're done with the podcast because that yeah. just sounds like a great song. But keep going, man. So and Ted's then, All Alone now. Yeah, so Ted's All Alone. And then remember, I said Terry got a new Range Rover. Well, Terry pulls up and is like, you know what? I'll come back to this. So. The mom and the dad go to the bus line to pick up Ted, and they're like, he's not there. And they're like, we got to find him. And the mom's not hopeful at all. She's like, he's dead. And the dad's like, wait, he missed the bus, and the mom's first reaction is like, he's dead. Well, he didn't miss the bus. He wasn't in the carpool line because he walked home. I I feel you. So they went to pick him up, so he's dead. And they're like, he's gone. And the dad's like, we're going to find him. So Ted's all alone. And then Terry pulls up in his new Range Rover, and he's like, hey, that, that's Ted. Ted, like, get in my car, dude. I know your dad. Like, it's cool. And then Ted's like, no, like, I'm not getting in the car with you. Are you, like, out of your mind? Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, it's me, Terry. I got a new Range Rover. And he's like, oh, I didn't recognize you because of your new Range Rover. So he gets in his car, and they go home, and there's one final song to end the play with, you know, the... Hello, like, we're just glad we're home. Yeah, it's called Glad Ted's Back. So the play is called Glad Ted's Back? Well, the play's called Street Smarts. Oh, yeah, the I order of the that. song is not in order. So here's the order for you. You can go start of second grade, Street Smarts, We Will Find Him, Ted's All Alone, Glad You're Back. 
I gotta say, that sounds like a fantastic story. What class is this for again? Theater for Young Audience. Man, if I go to state, I'm taking that class just because yeah. like, I want to create something like that. That's, That's awesome, one. man. But no, I mean, I just want to be real honest with you guys. This has been a great show, but we're coming close to my time limit for what I can freely upload. So if you want me to help get a bigger time limit so that we can have more fire episodes like this, yep. keep them posted on Apple on Podcasts for a longer time. And keep the shows to where we can keep it going longer because right now we're about to hit my limit. Go to my Patreon, leave that dollar a month. It's basically <laughs> nothing. And you'll end up with the Discord group chat with me in it and all the other Gravity's Not Real fans. Little Spirit. Little Spirit will hopefully he'll be in there. That'll be cool. Big Mac Daddy G. That's Daniel again. Please ignore him. And so, anyway, so just go do that. That'll be chill. I'd appreciate it. It means the world to me if you do. So I want to thank you so much, Chris, for coming on yeah, to the man. show. But When's this coming out? It's, we're, we're either going to release this today, which is January the 21st, 21st. or tomorrow, so depending on how, whatever happens. Yeah, whatever happens. happens. But before we go, um, you know, it's customary for the guests to get to ask a question of the day. So, Chris, what, what do you want to ask the fans of Gravity's Not Real? Okay. Out of all... The Chick-fil-A sauces. Which one are you getting rid of? Oh, so they have to pick one sauce to get rid of. You got to get rid of one Chick-fil-A sauce. And I don't want to hear Sriracha. Because I feel like that's an easy pick, but it's also the most underrated sauce. So, ooh. I mean, you make a good point. It is underrated. So, so I mean, Chris is really giving y'all something to think about. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to be posting a promo post for this with a picture of me and Chris. And I want you to go to that. It can be on my Instagram at Kellen underscore Harrison or at the Gravity's Not Real Instagram and comment what sauce you'd get rid of. Thank you so much for coming on, Chris. It's been real, man. Bro, it's been great. All right. Thanks for listening to the Gravity's Not Real podcast. And I'm not a dog, you can't put me in the pound With the rape that I'm going, I'll be going space bound Little curly head, a boy, cheesing in your school picture Standing all around the girls that he took to the mixer If you broke your baby doll, you better bet he can fix her Or if you're feeling ill, he can make you an elixir